helped that I felt valued with the skill set that I brought from primary school and I had to continuously remind myself that I, I didn't have to let go of that and that I could hold on to those skills and still use them and embed them into my practice here in high school and that they were still valued. Teach. Hello and welcome back to Teach, a podcast about teaching and learning in South Australia. I'm Dale Atkinson from South Australia's Department for Education. And I'm Monique Miller, primary school teacher at Westport Primary. We're four episodes in now and we would love to hear from you. What are you liking about the show? What do you want us to discuss? If you've got any thoughts, send us an email at education.teachpodcast at sa.gov.au. We're down south today at Wirreanda Secondary School. It's one of the three pilot schools that welcomed Year 7s to high school in 2020. From 2022, Year 7s will be part of high school for all public school students in SA. This move brings us in line with the rest of the country. Now, it's a big change. So today, we'll find out what's worked well for Wirreanda, what some of the hurdles have been, and how they've overcome them. Carolyn Fishpool is the principal of Wirreanda Secondary School, and Natasha Paffett is a former primary school, now Year 7 high school teacher. Uh, So welcome to you both. Thanks, Dale. Thank you. So we came into this morning, I mean, there's still a little bit of a construction feel vibe here at Wirreanda as you prepare for next year. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on and a little bit about your school and what you're, yeah. what you're trying to achieve? So building-wise, as you've walked in, um, we've been under construction, obviously, for the last 12 months and we've been really fortunate with funds coming into the school and also to increase capacity. So we kicked off this year with around 1,100 students and we're anticipating that we'll increase um, to a maximum size of 1,300. So we've had a number of um, building sites happening across the school, which has been absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, ultimately teaching and learning-wise, the, the new facilities have really enhanced that work that we've been doing. As a school, we see ourselves as a really, I think, unique secondary school. So we do say quite proudly that any student that arrives, we can cater for really richly. So we are a complex site. And we've got 14% students with disability, 12% ATSI. We're a special entry, specialist sports school, one of two officially recognised in South Australia. And we obviously have an incredible disability unit and special class program program on site. It's a really rich culture as well that we have across the school and because of that. And I think that's why we're also really passionate about bringing the Year 7s in to the school. So you're one of the three high schools to put your hand up to be a pilot school for Year 7 into high school. What's it like being the guinea pig? Being the guinea pig has been really interesting in saying that we wanted to be the guinea pigs. We were incredibly passionate, including myself as the principal, that Year 7s belong in secondary schools. Um, And, you know, when certainly the rumblings had started a long time ago through the government that the Year 7s were going to move, we were, as soon as it was announced it was happening, we made that jump and really put ourselves into the space that we wanted to be considered to be a pilot. So for us, you know, we'd launched into a considerable change journey, which has been ongoing for the last six years here. For us, with particularly with middle school transformation and work we were doing in the senior school, the Year 7s were, in essence, we felt the final piece of that puzzle that we wanted. Um, and hence we went after it and we were announced as a pilot, which was really exciting for the work we were doing. And how's it feeling so far? I mean, we are just a little ways in, but you've got a bit of a flying start on everyone else. Um, well, we have, yeah. And we quite often talk about the fact that we've been in an incredible situation to be a pilot. We've been given fantastic support by, you know, different units of the department to actually make that leap. And we've also done it with a few little baby steps. So I think schools are raring to go on preparation mode at the moment to actually do that double cohort. And that's a really, really big step for schools coming into, you know, the move across South Australia next year. I'm curious how the Year 7 students have been 
been fitting in? The Year 7 students have been an absolutely fantastic addition to our school. We expected that. And I think one of the biggest surprises that we've had in a really nice way is how they've contributed to the community and that they're kids. And it's been a really nice addition to the school and around the place, but they've fitted in really well. And all of the other year levels have really embraced the new students as well. We allocated a specific place around the school that the year sevens could go if they, you know, needed to have their own space. And not many students have actually used this area. Majority of them have integrated into the whole school and all the other year levels have been playing with them and, and hanging around them as well. Yeah, because I think that's one of the anxieties that um, teachers and, and parents have about the, the move is that how do you transition kids who are younger into an environment where there are adults, essentially, you know, you've got 17, 18-year-old kids at year 12. What's that dynamic like and how do you smooth that out? We were really bracing ourselves when we were preparing to bring in that first cohort of year sevens about that. There was huge anxieties we were being told about the little, little year sevens coming into a big secondary school. In saying that, when we actually took the year sevens in, they were raring to go to come into a high school. They were absolutely were. The anxieties, I think, that we then very readjusted ourselves with the approaches we had were from parents and particularly parents that didn't have students in a high school setting yet. So what we did do, and I think we've aligned it really well with our year seven move is, and we do have a vertically grouped house structure. So obviously we have um, sevens, eights and nines within home groups together and then we have tens, elevens and twelves. But what we have seen is a restructure of our student leadership and some structures across the school where um, our senior school students do work with our middle school students, including the year sevens. And I think the year sevens have really embraced that as well. And are there ways that like transitioning the year sevens in has created opportunities as far as the, the whole of school environment set up? Is there, yeah. is there something that's kind of, you know, really st- stood out as a as an improvement that's happened? Yeah, absolutely. I think I talk about the for us as a school daring to dream really early on was important with our middle school transformation piece, and that was because you know, we're making improvements with our, you know, senior school outcomes and we knew that we couldn't get them um, long-term unless we actually had the middle school transformation piece locked in. And I think as well, one of the big things that we've seen is student leadership and the opportunities because we did do a complete restructure across the board of what that looked like. And particularly our year sevens and eights within that piece, whether it's about student voice every day or student leadership have been incredible. And I think sometimes we perhaps when we were planning for the Year 7s didn't give the Year 7s enough credit for what they could do when they come into the big school. Yeah, it seems like they've, they're adapting really well and they've got the support and you're making the changes that they need and ready for them. And yeah. for a curriculum point of view, for some of our NIT teachers with subjects that band from Year 7 to Year 8, it's really easy to see the progression if you've got the Year 7s as well. You know what they've done in Year 7 and you can progress them through Year 8. And so that's really helpful as well. Yeah, so you're feeling that uh, in your own practice in the classroom that you're able to kind of provide some continuity and uh, and really picture and step out what's going to happen over coming years? Absolutely. And what's been helpful for me is coming from a primary school perspective, I can also see the progression of where they've come from and see where students are at from that progression as well. What did you do with your leadership team to welcome our Year 7s? There's probably a few different approaches that are happening as compared to what we did. So there's some schools, obviously, leadership-wise, that are restructured to come in once we got them. We did kind of front load and fund resources ourselves to bring that team in really early, probably 12 months before um, we had the Year 7s. So... 
we as a leadership team restructured some additional positions within that vertical grouping system that I talked about and particularly the complexity like I talk about with a focus here with individual student growth. Um, I think probably the really clear thing though when we were appointing those leadership positions was a really clear focus on um, that, you know, people weren't being hired to maintain the status quo. It was really clear when we went looking for people and built capacity within the site as well um, that we wanted things done very differently um, and we've been, you know, really successful within that space. But I think developing that shared vision within that, you know, daring to dream piece and middle school transformation was really key for us. And you're also saying that um, having primary school teachers come in has been super beneficial. How many primary school teachers have you brought in and, and what value do they bring to the school? That's a difficult question to answer. So within the pilot, we did specifically bring in two early on and we had some different processes within that. However, in saying that, we've always been a school that's gone looking for primary trained teachers and tried to work with HR on how we we could employ them because I think primary teachers have got incredible skills that some secondary teachers don't have. So it was really interesting when we talk about schools being really clear about why they want to employ primary teachers. We do. We want primary teachers. All of our current positions advertise. We've got 15 permanent positions. They are all tagged with primary teachers can apply for these. So very deliberately, you know, we talk about that middle school transformation piece, individual students and being able to progress individual students with some agility in classroom practice. We've seen that primary teachers have got those skills. When I talk as a principal, what's one of the biggest surprises that we were not expecting, we had completely braced ourselves and organised structures around how are we going to induct people like Natasha, et cetera, into this very different environment. It's a big secondary school. It's particularly curriculum areas. As soon as we got the primary school teachers, we had to do a full 360 and readjust ourselves because we suddenly realised that it wasn't about inducting them into our school. It was about them maintaining their skills and sharing that with the staff. And that was a big shift for us with the process we had to put into place. We had to do a full 360 and readjust ourselves. Um, to that. And I think we've managed to do that. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Natasha, how yeah. did you find uh, the induction and the transition? It was smoother than I thought that it would be. Caroline and the team here put a lot of things in place and a lot of induction days in place. And so it was, it was quite a smooth progression. I also think that it helped that I felt valued with the skill set that I brought from primary school. And I had to continuously remind myself that I, I didn't have to let go of that and that I could hold on to those skills and still use them and embed them into my practice here in high school and that they were still valued. And I think that was really important. And for leadership here to show me that they were valued, I think that really helped me. What's the mindset and the ways of thinking that perhaps it's different between primary and secondary that you've been able to bring across. What are you bringing to the table, I guess? I think there's a lot of individual differentiation strategies that I have brought from a primary perspective and the use of, uh, of knowledge of what each student, the level that they're actually at and how you would differentiate and cater for those students. I think that's, that's a key element. Seeing the progression of learning because you can actually see where they've come from and we've got some students at our school, as many other high schools, where they're actually lower than the year seven level. And so for myself, I can see where they've come from and have that knowledge there, which I think is really helpful. Uh, there's a lot of key pedagogical strengths as well about how you conduct lessons and there are definitely some strength in, in breaking up tasks and the way that, that things are delivered as well. So important. Monique's, Monique's nodding so much. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like the wisdom that. dog. Um, yeah, no, well, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, in that uh, there's so many complementary skills. And have you found that uh, some of the secondary teachers are, uh, are seeking you out and 
looking to you for some support with the with the year seven level students? Absolutely. I think we all do, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised when I first came in how many people pulled me aside and were asking me for really specific ideas and the way that they would do things and telling me their situation and, and what their class structure was like and how I could help. That's been fantastic for me to think that people actually value the skills that I bring. And now as a leader, when I'm doing observations and things, that I can also give them ideas which they wouldn't have thought of before because I can, yeah, coming from a slightly different lens. Yeah, which which as a principal, Caroline, is is incredibly valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Hence why, you know, within the current employment process, we have certainly opened all 15 permanent positions for primary teachers to apply for them because we are we are still on the hunt for some fantastic primary teachers to bring into the fold as well. Before we continue the conversation and answer some of the questions our listeners have sent through, Dale, what is Making News this month? Did you know our website is full of new look year seven to high school information for school staff, students and families? Visit education.sa.gov.au forward slash 72HS for details on everything from enrolment to student benefits, country considerations and job opportunities for teachers as well. Also on our website, schools can access a new suite of bullying prevention resources, including videos and printable guidance to address peer-to-peer bullying. The topics cover diversity, online safety and protective physical environments that reduce bullying incidents. Guidance is also available for parents and carers, which is useful to share with your wider community. Uh, We'll put the link to those resources in our show notes. We're at Rurianda Secondary School today. The school welcomed Year 7s to high school last year. With us is Principal Caroline Fishpool and Year 7 teacher Natasha Paffett. So in terms of curriculum, were there any areas of the curriculum that challenged the Year 7s moving into high school? I think in terms of the curriculum, I, I feel like they were, you know, ready for what we've got to, to offer here. However, some um, schools and primary schools in the partnership might not necessarily have as much technological use or access to the technology. And so some of our students coming into a school where they're using technology more frequently um, might be a little bit more challenged. However, they've quickly adapted mm. and the students are now across all of our, we use Google Documents and the, the Drive and Google Classroom and they've excelled in all of those areas. They pick it up very quickly. Have you noticed that there's been any difference between Year 7s to Year 8 starting high school? Yeah, I think, like I talked about, I think, which has been a really nice addition, the Year 7s are kids. One of the main observations I made really early on was Year 7s being in the, you know, even when out in the yard, when you go out there and they're playing chase and they want to interact with people on yard duty, et cetera, meant that Year 8s then started to go, okay, we can be kids as well. I think there's always been really big pressure in that Year 8 age group where they come through to us and there's pressure to be a high school student, you're a young adult. And I think that shift of the Year 7s where they are immature, there's a real rawness to them, which we really like, that's meant that the Year 8s have gone, yeah, we can be kids as well. In saying that, they're much smaller, we said really early on, compared to what we're used to, and they need breaks within their learning and certainly we've been doing that as a school with some professional development around our long learning blocks. Yeah, so you actually need to think about how they still learn and they're developing brains. Yeah. yeah. Space for growth as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually kind of leeways us into um, Vanessa's question from Coromandel Valley Primary School. She has emailed us asking how play will be supported at high school. She says she believes that play has often been reduced too early and that age-appropriate playgrounds and equipment should promote challenge, activity and well-being for older age groups. She sees Year 7 joining high school as a great opportunity to make it available for adolescents. So to what extent can we promote play through high school? Well, that's a 
question that we could talk about for half a day, isn't it? That's a great question and that's certainly something that we can talk about because I don't disagree with components of that question. We am very early on had our year eight interdisciplinary groups doing some research around that. So one of the things we were talking about before we had the year sevens here is do they need play equipment? There's two sides to that. Part of that we were hesitant to put in young based play equipment because they come into high school and they want that high school experience. But we also completely embrace the fact here that kids need movement and playtime. So our year eight groups actually did some research a year and a half ago and pitched them to myself and some other panel members. So they actually went out into our primary schools and did research with five, sixes and sevens coming through about what would those students like to see. There are projects that are now going to be done and there was a whole mixture of kids talking about, we don't actually want little kids play equipment, but we do want some equipment. So some of the things that the kids pitched were obviously the good old handball courts and they are going to be rolled out. Um, there was certainly some um, equipment such as adult type swings, etc., including for wheelchair access, which is applicable here at our school. And there were also some areas pitched in regards to to nature areas where students can sit, et cetera, and some kind of ninja-type adult recreation equipment. So we are certainly going to continue to do some work on recreational spaces, but we've made a conscious decision not to put primary school-type play equipment in because they're in high school. And I think students are coming into Year 7 seeking out that high school experience. You've had the Year 7s for, for just over a year now. For both of you, what have you learned? Is there anything you'd do differently? I think one of the things that we also learned was not to forget about the Year 8s particularly in that double cohort move coming into next year. So as a school, we've really embraced and tried to celebrate with them that they were coming in as not the youngest cohort ever. You know, that's the first time that that had happened with a year eight cohort. So we've really tried to celebrate that fact and with the year eights coming in with the double cohort for next year. Yes, yeah, so there's a few rites of passage things that you need to celebrate as well, isn't there? Absolutely. I think I was worrying about budget allocations and strategically aligning visions, etc. And all the year sevens wanted to talk about was graduation and jumpers, rightly so, <laughs> because when we talk about rites of passage, that was what was important to them. So, you know, that was, I think, a good adjustment for me at the start to make sure that I was not just focusing on those big pieces systems-wise, but also the stuff that mattered to the students. Coming from a primary background, I've seen uh, Year 7 students who've been eager to learn, eager to be stretched, very energised. And I was worried that coming into a high school setting, that would be dampened a little bit. However, that's not been the case. These these students are still extremely eager to learn and be stretched. They've got a lot of energy. Movement's important within classes and lessons. And that's been fantastic to see. It's so great to hear that the transition has gone so well. And because I have been hearing from people a bit worried and a lot of my, the teachers from my school you know they're so little they're not ready and, and a lot of the kids are stressed as well but is there any advice that you would give to teachers and leaders about the transition to year seven yeah from I year think seven to high school transition's a really important area I think Natasha and I were just chatting about this this morning I think some schools do transition really well it's one of those schools then you know transition's not a new thing so, you know, there's lots of discussion happening at the moment with the Year 7s moving in about transition. And so some schools will continue to do what they're doing in saying that there does need to be a really shared understanding across the primary sites that feed into secondary sites. And obviously some schools have a lot of schools that feed into them, but that shared understanding of transition and what it actually looks like. And I think one of the things we really embrace and model here is that transition is not just that term four transition days. It's ongoing. Um, and for us, transition is 
kids year fives and sixes as well before they get to us in year seven. Because I think that routine is key when they're coming into a high school setting where there's a lot of changes and they've got different teachers, different subjects. Within your own subject, I think it's really important to have some familiar routines because they're coming from such a routine-based environment into the high school. Is there anything that surprised you over the last 12 months that's really knocked you back on your heels? I think how confident the Year 7s are. Early on when we were trying to kind of gather some different information about what we needed to be prepared for that, so it wasn't going to catch us out, I think we probably didn't give the Year 7s as much credit as we should have before they got to us about how resilient they are and how confident they are. As much as I talk about you know them being kids and that rawness that we really love at this school, with them coming into the community, that resilience and confidence... We didn't probably give them enough credit until we got them and realised that that was the case. I can see they're going to they're gonna smash it. Yeah. For all yeah. schools, they're ready. We can't finish our podcast without my favourite question. Uh, what do you love about your school? Natasha, do you want to start? Yeah. I love so many things about our school. Uh, one of the main things I love about our school is the passion of all of the teachers and the drive and the want for to improve and success and that the focus is always around our students and how we can best support them. So I think that's fantastic. The other thing I really love about our school is the relationships that I have with so many of our students and we have some wonderful students. I think that really is what makes your day as a teacher to have those genuine connections. Yeah, I, I think I'm a bit biased, but I do love our school. Um, I think probably two of the things that, that I really love about the school is obviously the community, like we've talked about today. And I think students um, are really proud to be a part of the Wirriana Secondary School and more for Vale community in general. Um, but I also think one of the things that, that makes me really proud is that we're so future-focused and agile and we're constantly trying to, with really clear purpose, get better at doing things. So, yeah, it's a fantastic school. It is. It's an absolutely fantastic school. <laughs> it's yeah. so positive. And just what you said there about being future-focused and agile, I think, really shines through um, just your willingness to take on the challenge of, of having Year 7 into high school. I think you guys have done an incredible job so far. And, and listening to both of you makes me incredibly optimistic and positive about the transition next year. This is a huge thing for any education system to undertake and for any individual school to undertake. Mm. But... Um, the way that you guys have gone about it and looking around here, the positive attitude and, and the great vibe in the in the school is really just blows me away. This is going to be a, a fantastic thing for you guys, a fantastic thing for the system. So it's great. And yeah, I think for primary school teachers, give it a go. If you have any thought in your mind that you might want to come to high school, give it a go. It was a brilliant step for me. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's, uh, that's great to hear. Uh, thank you to Caroline and also to Natasha for joining us today. And we'll be back in ooh, just a few weeks time with another episode. See you soon. Mm-hmm.